As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. If you really want to be successful at what you're doing and you're not making headway in certain areas, you have to always think with what you're doing and how can I use that to my advantage. And I think a lot of people get a no or they don't get a response or they don't get the answer they like and they just give up. Best ever listeners, do you want to make more money on your real estate projects? Well, I'm guessing that I'm hearing you say, oh yeah, baby. (laughs) Well, guess what, my friends? Today's best ever sponsor, Fund That Flip, is working with well one of our previous best ever guests who has the most po- one of the most popular episodes, Jay Scott. If you aren't familiar with this episode, then go check that out, episode 217. If you are, because you're a loyal best ever listener, then you know that he knows how the heck to both analyze deals, especially flips, how to optimize the profits on those flips, and how to look at the market. Because of that, Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has worked with him and put together a guide that is the seven tips to increase your real estate profits in today's market. Go check that out. Go get that guide. I've read through it myself. I've learned a lot of things from it, from how to analyze the market cycles, as well as how to optimize profits and not lose money or mitigate your risk for losing money on your deals. Go check it out. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. You're going to learn the tools to better understand your local market and position your business for success. You're going to know how to analyze the real estate cycle and how to use short-term investing to capitalize on the market cycle and seven concrete actionable tips to make more money on your deals. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the show where we cut out all the fluff and this is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. Today is Sunday. We are doing a special segment called Skillset Sunday where we talk about a specific skill that when you hone, you will do better in your real estate ventures. Promise you that. And today we're going to be talking about how to connect with influencers. Today's best ever guest has some experience doing that through his podcast called Create 
Your Own Life podcast. Jeremy Slate is a founder and host of that podcast, and you can say hi to him at jeremyslate.com. Jeremy, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty well, Joe. Good to hear from you. Yeah, nice to have you on the show. And I mentioned a little bit about your background, but can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more and tell us what your focus is right now? Well, I have a little bit of a crazy background, Joe. My background is actually I have a master's in history, taught school for a few years, realized I didn't really like it. And from there, I actually went into marketing. So I worked for a New Jersey marketing, graphic design, and copywriting firm. And it really is something I enjoy doing, but it hasn't really scratched that entrepreneurial itch for me. I've always been somebody that's listened to a lot of audios, read a lot of books, you know, come up with a lot of different ideas that I put into action. Not all have worked. And the idea for me was the podcast, Create Your Own Life. And it's been amazing for networking, which is something you don't really think going into it because you think, okay, I'm going to deliver a lot of value to listeners. I'm going to help people learn. But for me, it's been an amazing tool to very quickly connect with over 100 different influencers in many, many different types of business markets. So it's been really great for me. And it's been something that I've built very quickly, only starting the show in November. And we've been over 10,000 downloads a month. I've made some amazing connections, getting invites to different events and things like that. So my network has grown very, very quickly from the show. Who are some of the most high-profile people that you've had? I just met Grant Cardone two weeks ago. I met Gary Vaynerchuk about a month ago. Keith Yaki is a guy that's actually big in real estate. I don't know if you've heard of Keith. I haven't come across him yet. What's his specialty? Do you know? He does the funding for people that are looking to basically raise funding in order Mm -hmm. to invest in properties. Okay, cool. Hal Elrod. Yeah. A great guy. I've interviewed him on my podcast. We've had a lot of different influences. It's really been crazy. Tucker Max. And it's funny because when I started, I made a list of 100 people I'd most want to interview. And I'm you know, starting to crack the top 10 of those people I really want to talk to now. It's been incredible. Who's on the list that you haven't spoken to yet? Oh, gosh. Um, here, let me get my spreadsheet out for you, Joe. Top 10. I still want to connect with Darren Hardy, Tim Ferriss, Josh Altman, Lewis Howes, and Dave Asprey. Other than that, I've hit a lot of other guys. Who's the highest on your list that you connected with? And when, I, when we say connected with, who you interviewed on your podcast? You actually already mentioned number one, and it's because he has a great story, and that's Hal Elrod. He was number one on my list because I think his story of being dead for six minutes, coming back, and creating amazing things for other people is awesome. And you mentioned you have 10,000 downloads a week or a month? A month. A month. How many episodes are in that month? Three a week, so 12 a month. I was doing five days a week at one point, which bumped our numbers up to between 15 and 20,000. But I noticed that listener engagement really went down and it was really the point of, okay, I can do more, but it's going to hurt the quality of the product. So I went back to three days a week so I can really concentrate on creating a very quality product that's better for the listener. And you know, the numbers have started to creep back up now again. So I think we'll actually surpass what was our plateau before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. You launched a podcast in November. Mm-hmm. And where was that? Probably like eight months ago, something like that, eight, nine months ago. Yes, sir. And you have interviewed some of the more recognizable names, Grant Cardone, Gary Vanderchuk, Hal Elrod. How did you connect with influencers? Well, it's kind of funny, Joe, because I learned by doing everything totally wrong the first time. Last May, I had a podcast for about a month called Rock Your Life. 
And it was horrible because I was always creating content that was driven by just me and usually the night before. So it very quickly fell apart. And I learned from that and I said, okay, well, I need to figure out the technique and how I'm going to do this. So I took a course. And what do you mean by you were creating content just for you by you? Was it you were the only one talking? Yeah, it was basically me doing monologues for 10 to 15 minutes at a time. And they weren't really all that good. You know what I mean? It was more of I didn't take notes. It was just something that was just happening and the audio equipment wasn't good either. So it sounded pathetic, to be honest. And I learned from failing what I was going to do that was going to be better. Okay. And why didn't you optimize that and make an interview format because instead you just created a separate one? To be honest, I thought that I could drive it with my own content. And I think you can at some point, but if you're not somebody that has a huge following, it's a lot more difficult of a thing to start. And that's why I kind of came up with the idea of doing interviews. You know, it's something a lot of other people do, but it's a great way to get started when nobody knows who you are. And it helps you through the idea of positioning, just like you do in marketing, of thinking of other people. For example, if you think of how Elrod and I've interviewed him, that makes me seem a little bit more legitimate. So, you know, that's why one day a week on a Friday, I'll do my own content. Now that content will download very well because I've actually created a following through positioning myself with other people that are very reputable and putting my own content in there. And that's kind of been the difference is I think especially when you're not known, you haven't done successful things out in the business area where a lot of people know about it, you have to think about who you're positioning your brand with and how you can get more out there. And a lot of times using other people's names and reputations is a really great way to get yourself out there and get yourself more known. And that actually in turn brings in more people interested in what you're doing. And in that way, I've actually had some people connect with me and me not have to look for them. Just to follow up on that, why didn't you change the format of Rock Your Life Mm -hmm. to interview format? Because instead, you created a separate podcast, Create Your Own Life. So why didn't you change that format of Rock Your Life? I think I just didn't take it that seriously, Joe. So when it didn't do so well, I just quit. Ah, got it. Okay. (laughs) All right, let's let's, let's talk about the influencers. How'd you get the influencers on the podcast? When I started out, I made a list of the 100 people that I most wanted to interview. And that was a big difference from before when I mentioned I really wasn't taking it seriously. Then I sat and wrote, it took me about eight to 10 hours of writing individual emails to each one of these people. So because I took the time to figure out what are you working on right now? How have you added value to my life? And I shared that with these people. I had about a 70% response rate, which was awesome. And out of those 70% response rate, I had about two thirds of those say yes And that helped me book my first, I believe, six months of shows just from that first list of 100. And then the thing that I've done, which is a little bit different, is I think I tend to run my show a little bit differently than a lot of other people. And you've been on my show, Joe, so you may be able to tell me what you think of this. I tend to run it more as a conversation. And a lot of people seem to like that because they're used to other shows where you know, they fill out a Google Doc or something like that, and they're just expected to recite what you just told them. And that's one of the ways that I've been able to build more of a relationship with those influencers I've spoken to. But then on top of that, I say, what are you working on right now that I can help you promote on the show? And then I'm willing to set up the date at the right time, change the conversation a little bit so that we can promote that. And it's been very effective in that way that I'm offering as much value as I humanly can to these people. And I also know beforehand, because I do a lot of research and I set up a lot of Google News Alerts, what people I want to talk to are working on. So, you know, I was able to 
get to talk to John Lee Dumas when the Freedom Journal was coming out because I knew he was working on it. So I sent him an email and offered to help him with it. Or, you know, right now, Dave Asprey from Bulletproof has the Bulletproof conference coming out in September. So I sent him an email and we're working something out now so I can help him promote the conference. It really helps you to know what people are doing how you can offer value to them. Because I think a lot of times there's a lot of people just thinking of me, 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 what can you do for me? Instead of thinking they're an influencer, they're important, what can you do for them? And just working with them is gonna be more valuable for your brand. You're in front of your computer, right? Yes, sir. Will you pull up the Gary Vanderchuk email that you sent? I'd love for you to read it so we can dissect it. Oh gosh, if I can find it. I have to find it in my scent box, Joe. I'll be honest with you, the Gary Vanderchuk one I actually got from a live event. So I met Gary at a live event. He didn't answer my email. Ah, okay. You met him at a live event. And how'd that conversation go? He was doing a question and answer segment, and I was able to get some questions out of him that way because he's somebody that he's very hard to get his time. And like even Grant Cardone, I was stonewalled by his assistant, and I just happened to meet him at a public event, tell him what I was doing, thought it was super cool, and he offered me an interview. So I think sometimes it's also, in addition to putting yourself out there in terms of the way you communicate, it's also being in the right places. It's also super important. So I've found being at the right events to be really, really important as well. With Gary and Grant, you interviewed them separate from the event on your podcast, correct? With Gary, it was an interview at the event, and with Grant, it's actually going to be in three weeks, and we're going to be doing it over Skype. Okay, cool. So with Gary, you recorded the Q&A session that you had with him in the big seminar, correct? Correct. Oh, sneaky. Okay, so how does that work? Did you Was it a group of people in the auditorium or the conference room or whatever? And you just hit record on your phone and be like, hey, Gary, I have a question for you. Yeah, actually, almost like that. My wife does PR, so she's always trying to record different things that I do. So she was at this event with me, and I got to ask Gary some very pointed questions that I've talked to him about on social media before and a lot of his content on Periscope and things like that. And I was actually able to ask him the questions that I wanted at this event and then had my wife tape it. We mastered it, recorded it, and threw it on the podcast. Mm, How many questions did you ask him? Two. Two. Huh. There you go. I think there's a lesson here in that example. And it's not how to connect with influencers. It's how to take advantage of the situations that you find yourself in. I think that is one lesson here. And we can get back to the connect with influencers, but you were at a seminar. You're one of hundreds, if not thousands of people, I suspect. First off, you stand up and you separate yourself just from people who aren't standing up and wanting to ask questions. You get the microphone, you ask the question, and you and your wife have the wherewithal to actually record it so that you can then repurpose it later. That's a true marketing genius move. Well, and that's the thing you got to think about, Joe, is If you really want to be successful at what you're doing and you're not making headway in certain areas, you have to always think with what you're doing and how can I use that to my advantage. And I think a lot of people get a no or they don't get a response or they don't get the answer they like and they just give up. There's different ways they can do that. And that gives me an ability that though it's two questions to generate content from Gary. Mm -hmm. That is another lesson to be learned, best ever listeners and, and myself. And that is once you build momentum, the scrappy way where you're at a conference standing up, asking someone on stage a question and then recording it and repurposing it. Once you do things like that enough times, then you start to build social credibility. 
with others, which is a snowball effect. And eventually there's a tipping point. And that's what happened with my podcast, interviewing a bunch of really successful real estate investors initially, but I didn't have a household name interview guest. I kept interviewing, kept interviewing. Eventually I interviewed someone named Laura Brady, who founded a startup. It's called Concierge Auctions. And if you want to listen to her episode, just Google Laura Brady and Joe Fairless. After the interview, found out that she actually works with Barbara Corcoran because Barbara Corcoran invests in her company. Barbara's on the board. And I was like, you know what? If you wouldn't mind just letting Barbara's team know your experience on the podcast, wasn't asking her to ask Barbara to be on my podcast, but just let her know the experience because I'd been trying unsuccessfully to get Barbara to be on the podcast for about six months before that. She said, sure, let them know. Well, she did one better. She recommended that Barbara be on the podcast. And then the next day I got an email and we got Barbara scheduled to be on the podcast. And now that I have that social credibility it's a snowball effect because Barbara Corcoran, Robert Kiyosaki, those are the heavy hitters in real estate investing, those household names. And now I can get basically anybody in the real estate investing world. That's a really badass action there, Joe. Yep. I got a Facebook message I sent because I found that is the same in terms of if I can't find an email for somebody, I use Facebook messages for their fan pages. So I use this one for Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. Yep. And I said, hey, Kevin, I know you're working on your inner circle program right now. I love everything you've done on Shark Tank, and I feel like it's been very valuable to my growth as a business person. I have a podcast called Create Your Own Life. We're getting about 10,000 downloads a month in 165 countries. I listed off a few people I interviewed, including Robert Greene, John Lee Dumas, and mentioned that I really value his time. So if he thinks this is something that is worth his time, I'd definitely like to get in touch. So then he put me in touch with via this Facebook message, his media manager, Jeremy Adams. I spoke to Jeremy on the phone for like 15 minutes and we booked the interview from there. Awesome. There you go. That's the template, best ever listeners. Anything you want to mention about that exchange that you want to comment on? I found that it's really valuable to use other people's names. Like for example, like saying I've talked to these different people is kind of some credibility to Kevin. And, you know, I'm also generating some affinity with him right off the bat by showing I care about what he's doing. You know, your inner circle program looks great, valued, all the advice you've given. I'm really telling him that I care. And I think it's important, too, that it's genuine things because people can tell when you're full of crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. How'd you get Robert Green, who's the author of one of my favorite books, The 48 Laws of Power? I sent five emails, one every month until I finally got an answer. <laughs> just through the contact us page on his website. That's how I've gotten a lot of influencers to pay attention to me, Joe, is most people are going to give up after one email or never try an email. I'm going to keep talking to them until I get something. Mm-hmm. It was through the contact us page on robertgreen.com or whatever it is. Yes, sir. Wow. And here's an interesting thing too. You'd be surprised how many influencers run their own Facebook fan pages. Like that's how I got in touch with Patrick Bet David. That's how I got in touch with Steve Weatherford from the Giants, Kevin Harrington. I'm trying to think of who else. I originally talked to Grant Cardone himself the first time through Facebook Messenger. So you'd be surprised how many of these influencers run their own fan pages because they really want to talk to people. This conversation has had so many lessons, Jeremy. Is there anything else you want to mention the best ever listeners about connecting with influencers? I think that most people don't understand the 
level of action they have to take to get what they want. Like I mentioned, a lot of these emails, two, three, four, five times to actually get something. So I think they get discouraged the first time they get a no or a no answer. You know, I emailed Gary Vaynerchuk three times with no answer and then finally got to ask him questions at an event. You have to, number one, be consistent, take big action. And number two, put yourself in the right place. Because like I said, I met Gary at an event. I met Grant at an event. I met Steve Weatherford originally at an event. It's about putting yourself in the right places and taking the right actions. Yes, it is. You have put yourself in the right place. You have name dropped. You have taken a lot of action. Robert Green, the example, I'm sure that's a microcosm of your overall approach. Five emails, and then you finally get a response. And you also make the most out of the opportunities that you have. And that's another quality that we must have to be successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs. And the case in point is the Gary Vanderchuk event with the Q&A session. Jeremy, thank you so much for being on the show. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? The best place to find me is over at jeremyryanslate.com and my podcast and all my social links are linked up over there. Awesome. Hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Are you looking for a hard money loan or do you have a mortgage note that you want to sell? Then email David at hasslefreecashflowinvesting.com if you recognize this company. Well, that's because David was a best ever guest on the show is episode 122, David Campbell. And you can email him at david at hasslefreecashflowinvesting.com if you're looking for a hard money loan or if you have a mortgage note to sell.